vampires, werewolves, ghouls, ghosts. Mummies that come back to life after 3,000 years. The magic moments of terror. They buried me again! Ugh. Can't believe this. Fleshies. I hate fleshies. Just eat them all. Hello, welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have horror host Sally, the zombie cheerleader. Sally, tell us about it yourself. Hey. Well, I'm Sally the Zombie Cheerleader, and I'm a zombie who was a cheerleader, and now I'm a zombie. And I host movies. Usually, they're really not good, and fleshies like them. And I, I, I like to go on the Monster Channel and and talk about silly fleshy holidays. And you know, overall, I'm I'm just a zombie cheerleader who who likes to make fun of really be bad B movies. How's that? That's fun. Um... You are out of Pennsylvania, the, the zombie capital of the world? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, not really near Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm more outside of Philadelphia. So kind of ish on the zombie scale. I'm close to the zombie capital. Uh, I, 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 uh, I used to go to Pittsburgh Comic Con all the time to go to Monroeville Mall and uh, go see the, the, the zombies over in that area. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, what's yeah. the name of your show? Is it does... Well, it's Sally the Zombie Cheerleader School of Horror. It's kind of a reboot of my original show that I did, oh, gee, way back when in the early 2000s, if you can believe that actually existed. I was just hosting uh, pure and simple horror movies, but now I've kind of gone back to a school format where I try to teach the monsters and fleshies what certain things mean, like holidays and why the monsters being all monstery and stuff like that. Cool, cool. Um, all right, I, I always ask everybody this: What's your favorite movie that you've that you've shown? Ah, uh, that I've shown. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. That's a hard one. I mean, I, I guess I, I, one I did recently was Screaming Skull. I mean, that's just absolutely hilarious. I mean, it's a great horror movie. Everyone should watch it. Highly recommend it. Uh, children shouldn't play with dead things. That's another one. That's really fun. They're just they're just groovy movies. If it's public domain, I'm allowed to show it. It's not it's not a big you know a large selection, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's uh we were talking. I was talking with another horror host, and we're like, because you know all horror hosts show a lot of them have showed the same movies, and I was like, because unfortunately that's gotten a lot smaller over the years on what you can air, so. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep. Just like everybody does. Like Boggy Creek was one that everyone showed, and then all of a sudden it went away from the public domain. And I love Boggy Creek, and now you can't show it. <laughs> Boggy Creek's one of my favorites. I, I, I'm, I probably have, I have Boggy Creek. Was it uh, Return to Boggy Creek? Uh, I've even got like the, the, the ones that came later that have nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> but like Boggy, yeah, Creek, the, 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 the Boggy Creek collection. 
all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I own it. Um, then a, a, a friend of mine is in and another friend of mine directed the Boggy Creek TV show that was on uh, Amazon Prime. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and fun and fact, I actually hosted it years ago on, we'll call it ZooTube. And uh, I did it for Groundhog's Day. And recently they blocked it, even though it's been on ZooTube for over 10 years. So yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> See, that that's what blows my mind about YouTube sometimes. They'll, they'll, they'll leave stuff up and then suddenly like it's on there. It's on YouTube. You have it. But if I were to use it, no, you cannot use it. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now, how long have you been a horror hostess? Oh, well, it's, it's a hard one to pinpoint because this was not my, this is probably my third or fourth generation zombie cheerleader outfit. The original one was actually bought at a dollar store by a good friend of mine, Jane Gunstadine, many years ago, probably back in 2003. And uh, it was a uh, old, it was an old Halloween costume, and it was probably a dollar. <laughs> so I got it and I wore it around for a little while, but it was made of felt. I actually still do have it. Um, it's just not safe to wear anymore because it's, it's just you know it's felt. It's about uh, I don't know Nat's hair thin. Yeah. So around 2003, I started making shows around 2005, which was the original Zombie Cheerleader School of Horror. And then off and on, because unfortunately I have three zombie kids that I'm, I was trying to get through school. So I was back and forth doing horror hosting and being a zombie mom. And then eventually the last one left, <laughs> went to zombie high, uh, college. And I'm now back in more or less full-time doing my horror hosting because I have this thing called almost, I almost have time, almost have time. I have a lot more than I used to. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the big one right there is having the time. Um, mm -hmm. now did you start, did you start on, uh, did you start on YouTube or were you, uh, one of the ones that started out on, uh, like public access? It was public access through Virginia. When I used to live in Maryland, I, I was born and raised in Maryland. Um, I used to have, I used to work with monster madhouse down there. So I went through channel 10 and there's a couple other stations that we would go through and we were pretty much coast to coast at one point. Now, you know, you can see me on YouTube and Roku and other stations like it. I know there are the horror hosts are picking me up and I have to get back on. There's a, a more links where you go to public access again, that I have to start putting my shows back up. I have over a hundred at this point. Cool. Uh, I had an interview with uh, uh, Bor uh, Carlos Borloff earlier. So um, yeah, he's, he's a fun one. To, he's a fun one to interview. I know that. <laughs> he, he goes a hundred miles an hour and you're just like, he's like, yeah, this is, oh, I got this and this. This is why I met Ace Freely, and yeah, he's he's going 100 miles an hour. I was just hanging on <laughs> for the ride, <laughs> hang on for dear life. Yep. Oh man, he was 100 mile an hour all over his uh, uh, warehouse slash studio, and I was like I said, I was hanging in there, but it was a good ride. So <laughs> I got a layer, so you can see yeah. some of it here. <laughs> that that's where I'm at currently in my layer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no heat layer no heat because it's built in 1888 no heat stone layer yeah i know people are like why are you so poofy well let's see if it's filmed between january and march i have what's called layers because i'm wearing a dress and it's it's stone and cement and it's cold and plus i have to turn the heat off because it's well the machine's right behind me so unless you want to hear 
now there's no heat in the house and it's already cold. So <laughs> layers. <laughs> that's, that's what I got to do I, every time because there, there's the heater right there and it heats this little area because mine is the basement of the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, when I, when I interview, I got go turn it off. So if not, you just hear the through the whole entire episode. <laughs> exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, now I ask this to everybody, did you have any people that you looked up to? I mean, you know, everybody was, it was, El, you know, Elvira or, or, uh, Zachary Lee or anything like that. Well, mine was more, since I'm more, uh, south of the border as it were, mine's Count Gordeval. I love Zachary Lee. I was pretty good friends with him until he passed a few years ago. Um, I've, I've met with him a few times. He absolutely loved my character. He thought it was the best thing in the world. That was great. I miss him dearly. Count Gordeval is currently stunning himself as a vampire should in Florida. So <laughs> I worked with him a bunch of times and I already told him if I ever relocate down there, I'll be working with him again. Um, he was what I grew up with as a child. Um, I, I just, I thought he was a fantastic horror host i i did know of zachary i did watch a little bit of elvira you know, later i think she was pushing it towards what, what the uh, 80s mid 80s 90s kind of yeah. era count gore was 70s when i was uh, a little zombie zombie child thing whatever you want to call it i don't want to <clears throat> talk too much about <laughs> about when when i was around you know because then they go she's what old so anyway, yeah, he was, he was my, I would say almost like a mentor. I've talked, I still talk to him to this day. He's a good guy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I grew up um, with horror hosts and our horror host locally was Dr. Creep. And mm -hmm. Dr. Creep was, uh, um, I ended up becoming like, I, would, I wouldn't say friends, but pretty good acquaintances with him because his producer was the producer on my old show when it was public access and we just sort of met through that and and uh, that was pretty cool for me because I, I grew up on shock theater like a lot of people and um, when you kind of get to meet these people you're like oh that's Dr. Creep or you know <laughs> um yeah the uh the what I really like now is that there is just a huge influx of horror hosts all over the United States and you know, when I was younger, I thought that was gonna be a lost art by the, by this time, because you know, yeah. like, the, you know, because the '80s was seeing the end of it. You had a few of them, like your Elvira's and stuff like that, that were more nationwide and, and mm -hmm. uh, more accessible. But then all of a sudden, um, in the early 2000s, it was like, no, they're they're still everywhere. And I was like, oh, so I started like searching out people and going to conventions and getting. VHS tapes with back VHS tapes um when uh <laughs> you have to tell me how old I am you get a VHS tape uh, like this guy over here this one over here and and um then it got to DVDs and then YouTube and now I go to conventions and you know there's horror hosts all over and it's it's so cool that that that's come back and I am a huge fan. I watch a lot of it. I don't get to watch as many people as I want because there are just so many now. <laughs> um, yeah, there is. And well, it's the advent of technology. Yes. I just bought uh, a Canon Pixel. I don't know if you've seen it. It's um, about this big. I've got you um, it's up in a box and it's AI. So I can actually have a camera now that can follow me without anyone touching buttons as I'm recording and I can't wait to use that. I'm, I'm one of the first 500 people to get that, by the way. So Sally's super excited, wow. but 
I laid low from horror hosting for a bunch of years because my last one went to college about two-ish years ago. So by the time I finished with her and then caught up with all of the other little projects around the house, like you know, ripping out the bathroom or something like that, because my house is old and getting things settled, you know, I kind of started getting back into horror hosting again because I, you know, people are like, hey, where's Sally? Blah, blah, blah. And so I started putting stuff up again, putting stuff up. And so I'm thinking about rebooting my school of horror. And then I had this wave of do it, do it. And it's kind of you open your computer and you go, eh, there's so many people. And I didn't realize that my fan base. If anything, it's grown since I've had it, a fan base. And I'm shocked at how many people really appreciate the genre. I am. And, and I've met so many new horror hosts over the, just the last year. I mean, there's Jackie Blood that doesn't live too far from me. And we're, we're going to start collaborating. And I've talked, you know, there's so many other horror hosts out there. I can ramble on and on about this. And I was a huge fan and, and, and very good friend of Dr. Creep. I miss him dearly. I used to go out to Ohio all the time when I had more time. I don't have the time to scooch out there. But we've got cons in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. There's so much here. It's almost no point unless it's like a horror hound where I know all my other horror hosts are going to be there. There's no point in going anywhere else because I'd rather hang with my horror hosts and, and hang here with my local peeps, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like I said, I went to, oh, man, the first big year I went to horror hound and it was like they had a room of nothing but horror hosts and I'm like okay this is so cool and uh end up buying a bunch of DVDs and and uh um you know well this, this is gonna tell you how old I was when I first started finding out about horror hosts in other areas I started doing tape trading and, <laughs> <laughs> and people were like what's yep. tape trading well you took a VHS tape and if you were lucky you would get <laughs> so um, mail it out i remember that that's they traded us around to other television stations that's how we got around back then yep oh yeah <laughs> now did you ever find out that you were on in some market that you had no clue because of somebody's getting your tapes out yes i have I, there are places in california and in the midwest and i'm like i'm where so <laughs> but now it's at your fingertips there's this actually a conglomeration of public access where you can upload your shows and then any public access can get your show now. And I, I have to, you know, that was passed along to me and I have to start uploading to that. So now I can get back coast to coast again. But yeah, I still, I'll have another horror host that might be in Texas or California or something going, yeah, we showed your show. How's that? I, are you okay with that? I'm like, yeah, fine. I don't care. <laughs> but if I'm on Roku, I'm all over the place anyway. So yeah, you're on the, uh, the monster channel, which, which I love because yes. uh, I, I own a comic book store and there's days where I just put on the monster channel and let it run on the big on the tv behind me and mm -hmm. uh because especially some of the younger guys and then well, i i say kids i mean they're in their 20s and and 30s and stuff and they're like they have never witnessed the horror host you know and now these guys are like that's pretty cool did they come in i was like yeah it was like you know they, they'll talk about the movies or the actors and stuff like that they'll, they'll just have little bits and skits and whatnot and and uh then, then, then I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I uh, have a little bit of ego, and so I show my own show at my show. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. But yeah, I mean, we. I just spent the last weekend, actually yesterday, spending uh, Bone Jangler's birthday was a couple days ago. So we had kind of like a birthday celebration on the Monster Channel. So I pretty much lived in the chat room Friday and Saturday because it was just it's it's fun, and I know everyone there, and I've known everyone there for a good grief over almost 20 years now 
So it's it's a big family. We all know each other. We are, we all love each other, respect each other. So yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, okay, here here here's the two things I've I've asked of all the horror hosts. Money's no object. <laughs> um, what movie are you getting to air? Uh, let's see. I actually tried to think about that one. Um, if I actually had to pay for a movie to show. You know, I don't want to go for the obvious one, so I'll go for one that might be a slight controversy. So I'd have to say Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Why not? Because <laughs> everyone says it has nothing to do with Halloween. Yes, it does. It's part of, they wanted it to be an anthology. Has a lot to do with Sam Hain. So, and you know, you see that, that they tried to link, they tried to link Michael with Sam Hayam. Was it, is it Hayam? I'm sorry, Sam Hayam. Howin so they or try Sam to link Hain or yeah. Sam Hawin. Yep. Yeah. It depends on how you pronounce it. Yep. But it's there's the direct links are there of the witches. And then they talk about it again where they said he was he was born on a what was it on a stone table or some kind of cult sacrifice. So no, it has everything to do with Halloween. So I just just to it's just to irk fleshies out there and, and people on one side or the other. Well, <laughs> Me and, me and my friends realized with Halloween Kills is that is now the new season of The Witch because it goes Halloween 1 and then Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, which would be the third yeah. one. And there's all the silver shamrock masks and stuff like that. And yeah. now you have the conspiracy theory people going at that silver shamrocks mask were the mask that michael wore and then the pullover mask and that's what made michael michael was because it was an early it attempt. was a prototype yes. i remember they claimed that they had a portal that they could travel through so yep. it could have been very likely that they traveled back to that time happened to drop a mask maybe more than one mask we don't know because it's a mask and he goes nuts and there's no explanation for it. he's dark he's cast that was a prototype and that was i mean i think that theory started what somewhere in 2020 or something like yeah. that it's a brand new fan theory and i'm all for it i'm like yes oh. halloween 30 matters <laughs> yes. it, it, and I, I i have a huge huge soft spot in my heart for that movie and it, it's funny because every year every year at halloween time i put on halloween movies you know horror movies and stuff like that at the shop and that's one I air every year. And it's literally on the TV behind me. And people are like, let's well, don't like that when no one's no. I'm like, did you ever watch it? Watch it as did a you ever watch it movie. Yes. Because it didn't have Michael Myers. Fans were confused yep. because they loved Michael Myers. So when Halloween 3 came out, their expectations were that Michael would be there. So people were, they weren't necessarily pissed because they didn't like the movie. They were pissed because it didn't have Michael. Michael and that's Myers, a yeah. difference between... The movie is actually well written. There's a good story and plot yes. there, but because it didn't have Michael, people wrote it off. They didn't care. But the cult following since then, it's only taken what a couple of decades for people to actually watch the film and go, "This is good. It's not just that happy, happy. It's actually good. There's plot, good actors there. Wow, who knew?" Oh, and I tell you what, that has one of the one of the deaths in that movie that makes my head hurt. Is where that guy grabs that guy and breaks that right there, and I was like, ah! Oh. So every time I watch that, I've watched this movie fifty times. That makes my head hurt every time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh. And towards the early part, and on the hospital wall, what's written on the wall? Um, Think about it. Michael, no. Oh God, begins with S. What? 
it, it begins with S. It's actually very early on a film. I don't think a lot of people catch. They actually write Sam Hyam on the wall. Yeah. It's actually written. Go yeah. back and look at it. If you remember, it's early on. There's the, the instantly the connection with the witches and Halloween and the original pagan rites, which you get through the other Halloween movies we don't necessarily talk about that talk that do reference it and where Michael came from. He was the spawn and where they, they went, took it to weird angles and all and that stuff. So yeah, it's what, born, all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all related. It's all, I know, I know. We don't talk about hey, that. So. Hey, no, no matter what, what, what happens with Halloween, at least Halloween sort of has a continuity compared to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they bounced right back to the original 1974. And I appreciate that. I like the continuation, but it does kind of, it's a little scattered as it were. I do like Leatherface. I do love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have to admit it. I'm a fan of the original. I've seen the new one. I like it. I haven't um, watched that yet. You know, it's a good character and a good franchise, but, you know, they go where they go. You know how it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. And it's funny because my, my, uh, my 22-year-old son loves Chainsaw 2. Texas, you know, the original... The, 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 um, the dark comedy. And we still will laugh and... and, and it just, it just, oh my God. Um, and, and to know full well that there is a Chop Top movie, a full finished movie that we will never see is just hurts my heart that we do not get that. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, but it, it's hard. I mean, I, I love, I love Leatherface. I love the character. I, I like how it's evolving. You know, if they, they do a continuation of where they're going right now, I would find it very fascinating. I follow it. I'm a, I'm a sucker. What can I say? Oh, yeah. I, I, I own them all. I even, uh, back in the day, I even got my bootleg of four because it wasn't available <laughs> in America. So I got a bootleg, of, like a Japanese Laserdisc rip or something like that is what I ended up with. Yeah. <laughs> it's painful to watch, but it's also hilarious to watch. Just... Matthew yeah. McConaughey all over everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The second part of my question. <laughs> Money's no object. You can get any guest you want on your show. Who are you getting? Oh, good golly. I don't know. I mean, there are some people I'd love to say, hey, do Elvira. But, you know, Elvira probably wouldn't want to do that so maybe i would probably go for an actor oh good grief but some of them are dead so it's hard <laughs> that's the problem well, i've had people go gunner I, gunner I, hansen but it's like i invoked him last night i'm like i forgot he died oh god <laughs> like i can't i can't so um good golly that's a hard one that really is I'd, I'd have to i'd have to i'd have to ponder that one for a while because there's so many like i said most of the ones I, that would come right to my mouth are unfortunately dead so <laughs> like hey, bala or something yeah yeah so that's it's a hard one i think the last one i did it last one of the last ones uh their answer was uh they're like money's no object time's no object whatever and they're like if i could get anybody vincent price i would love to <laughs> vincent price if you still <laughs> I'd see that's what I would I would probably need jerk say Vincent Price as well. I it would be that or Bela or Boris Karloff. I, and and again, it's like yeah, if I we could reanimate these creatures, 
that's where I would go, unfortunately, because I would I would talk Vincent Price's ear off. No, no problem. I, I you were talking about Gunnar Hansen. Uh, when I did this show years ago, it started as a public access show. And one of my last interviews I did before my show kind of, I moved and was out of that area, uh, was Gunnar Hansen. And oh, my God, such a nice guy. Uh, it's, it's so funny to, to see him as, you know, Leatherface and see him in all these horror movies and stuff. And then he's just this like big grandpa that just is so super friendly. You're just like, ah, man. <laughs> I even asked him. Oh, I, like, I know. And I've met him and I have his autograph and I've talked to him before and he's super sweet. Oh my God. Hello. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it, it, it was one of the ones where you were just like, how did somebody decide that you, you know, because he, he's, I don't think he, yeah, he's just a big guy and he's just, I was like, but you don't have a, you don't, you don't even seem like you have an angry bone in your body. <laughs> It's the mask, I'm telling you. He he fit the bill. He was agile. He was fit. He was a very big guy. And you put that mask on, and I'm telling you, you get into the moment, you become that character, and you're behind a mask. So it's it's. I don't want to say it's easy, but it's this. You take on this second personality, and you know, kind of like when you, if say, putting makeup on, you become this creature. So I can easily see someone going, oh, I have three, I have three grandchildren. Okay, going, you know, <laughs> you become the boogeyman, but it's nice. You take the boogeyman, you hang them up on a shelf and that's it. So you don't have to be the boogeyman. No, because you, you always hear about these, these like big, big time actors who are like, I lived in the role. I became that person. I'm like, I've met Gunnar Hansen and Doug Bradley and, and, and Kane Hodder and all these guys. And they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go home when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah Tony Todd's like, yeah, you know, it's it's a thing. <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, and and see, that's one thing I miss is uh, since horror conventions have gotten a lot more like like tied down and and especially any conventions, I've been doing this so long that back when the day when you would just go to the hotel bar and just hang out with everybody, and those days are long gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd go there and you see Reggie Bannister sitting down and you're like, oh, hey, can I sit here? And you'd sit there and spend three, four hours talking to him. I miss oh, yeah. those days that you don't get to do that anymore. Or say oh. Sid Haig would do that. Oh, my God. I, I, we had a... That was a long my, time ago. Me, me and my wife were sitting there talking to Ted Ramey forever at a convention. Uh. And he was, he, was, he was just a blast. And he, he was talking about everything, not even remotely talking about family and 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 travel and stuff like not even really talking about movies we're just like okay cool we'll just sit here and listen <laughs> exactly oh my god um the uh, um on the convention <laughs> i went way off topic okay um you do the you do the the local conventions and the horror hounds and stuff um now did you get hit hard during the the lockdown and stuff like that or did you just kind of double down on working on your other stuff well, you know, everyone's talking about it. Oh, COVID changed my life. What I do for a living, I'm actually um, considered emergency, emergency personnel. So I never stopped working. <laughs> I was going to work. The roads were empty. No one was there. And I'm just driving along going, I've got my note. The car can get pulled over. It says I'm important personnel. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so yeah, I never stopped. I never stopped at all. Didn't even notice what, what, what pandemic didn't get. I, I've been very lucky that we haven't been ill. 
Although I think I did wind up getting Omnicrom when I was doing a double taping of Killer Driller and uh, the Santa Claus special that I did because I was not fit. My daughter came in to visit and I felt sick for a couple of days afterwards and it was really intense, but then it went away. So I'm like, I'm not sure if that's it. Maybe it's because it's mild. I'm not sure, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. See, I, uh, I got, I got, my wife was the same way. She's, she's a, works in the medical field. So she never once stopped. I technically own my own comic book store, which they, they shut me down. I wasn't allowed to be open, but literally I'm in there on, you know, packing up stuff to ship off to everybody, making deliveries. I did I never really stopped, stopped. Um, but that's when I kind of doubled yeah. down and brought my show back. Um, cause I was, uh, down and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I think I want to bring us back. Because it's just me and my kids hanging out at the house most of the day. <laughs> uh. Exactly. And there, because at times I'd be traveling or vacationing, I'm like, well, I'll just do some shows. So I did a bunch of little PSAs and stuff like that. So you mess with it. And then I got into it again. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'll just start going full poor Sally this time. So we'll see. You ever been on vacation and, and just been like, okay, I'm at the beach. So Sally needs to be at the beach. And then people are like, why is there a really pale cheerleader <laughs> uh i would love to um <laughs> my stuff just it because it's it's a process it's hard for me i'd have to go somewhere and do it, it takes about a half an hour 40 minutes to get together but yeah i mean if if things start rolling really hard you'll see sally on silly places again I'm, we used to do it back in virginia when i was working on monster rat house we just ran all over town and did stuff it was hilarious oh yeah and and oh my god like, like i said uh I, I had an interview with Carlos and if, if that had to be um, a madhouse down there, if you, if you're connected with that, cause he's a thousand miles an hour from get go. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get a word in edgewise or anything in edgewise, but that's, that's, that's how he operates. He does his own thing down there. I'm doing my own thing up here. So, you know, every horror host has their own angle, which is great. You know, we all have our thing. Yeah, the uh, I, I I even even doing my little thing. I have my my little character that I have, and and uh, even though I'm I'm lazy about it, so I just look like I got up for in the morning, <laughs> and it, it, I come out in my bathrobe and I sit down, and I used to have a box of cereal and stuff, make it look like I was watching TV. Now I don't even do that. <laughs> uh see so some of these, some of the horror hosts you get to they'll just slap a little bit of stuff on, and I look at them and it's like. It takes me almost 40 minutes just to put the makeup on. <laughs> like it's not fair. And you can see it because some people just have that look and they'll put a little black around their eyes and hide. And I'm like, oh, they're so good. And they only put black on their eyes. <laughs> or a hat and glasses. Like, yeah, I wish I could do that. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh man. Um <clears throat> sorry. Um now. With your chat with with Sally, you're on the Monster Channel, or and uh, you're on YouTube. Uh, are you on any other things? Are you on any other streaming services? Are you out there, uh, uh, like on your your local channel or anything like that? Uh, not yet. I have to get back on my local channel, so I'm going to be working on that pretty darn soon. I am on Vimeo. I forgot to give you that link. That I've had that for a long time and I'm just starting to put I'm starting to upload again on that because my main is YouTube 
I do rely on the Monster Channel and the Vortex to uh, get me out there, which is on Roku, and everyone can access that. So um, Instagram, of course. I uh, just restarted my Twitter account again that I've been sitting on for a long time. That I there's so many because I'm I'm a one zombie band basically. I do everything from shooting. You know, I play a, a zombie and then I edit the zombie and then I upload the zombie and then I try to market the zombie. And it's just, you know, there are people that have these, these troops of fleshies that go help them and, and, and promote them. And like, it's just me. <laughs> I know exactly how that is. Uh, the, I have I, asked these other whores and, and people that do all the, how do you find the time? Do you just go, okay, I'm working from this time to this time? Do you have set hours that you work or do you just kind of get it and work on it when you just have the time? It's kind of like Frogger. You kind of like look both ways and, oh, car's not coming here. Hurry up and do something. And you got to stop. <laughs> oh, safe again. It's, just, it's, it's like playing Frogger. I get it done when I get a little bit of a break and I try not to get hit by the car. Uh, now, do you try to put out one weekly or do you just have a set schedule that, you've, that you just try to keep to? I try to do at least once a month. I'm trying to get to the point now where I'm doing two a month. So I'm kind of building up this, I'm actually squirreling away shows that I've, I started filming from the summer up until now. I'm about to do three more. I have my, just in my Valentine's special, I have my St. Patrick's Day special, Easter special, and then I'm doing other ones. And at that point, <laughs> if I can get these next three done, I'll be able to do two a month until say July. And then you do the Thanksgiving special, the Halloween special, and then the Christmas special and all the specials. And, and then you go ahead and do, I want to start doing more, like a serialized version where I take a old, like the veil or the outer limits or something like that, that I can access. Cause there's a lot of these little shows that people have not seen or not seen often that are 20, 25 minutes that you could build around and do see an hour special or 45 minute special, which is great quick little bites. Cause sometimes doing a two to three hour special, it's, it's a labor of love, but it's a lot, a lot of work. Now, you were sitting there talking about filming in advance. Do you ever just run into like, okay, I need this. And then like, oh, it's July. I'm filming a Thanksgiving episode. I don't have any access to a turkey or pumpkins or. Uh, I have a big box or two or three where I keep my props. <laughs> so I have a blow up turkey and I've had real pieces of turkey before when you know, slow Frank visits and he does specials. But I actually have props that I'll buy new props every year. I'll buy props, one of those day after specials oh. and you keep them. And then you have new props, the following special. So there's always something floating around. My Halloween decorations are just, you know, just the blow molds alone are ridiculous. I have so many because I collect blow molds, but I have so many props right now. It's, it's scary. And then people give you stuff and you find stuff and it's crazy. Do you ever go out like uh, like me? I, I, I'm i a garage sale guy and I'll hit garage sales and I'm like, oh, I need this. This will work great for, you know, what I'm, you know. And then somebody, just, you like buy something and somebody looks at you and like, are you on TV? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's hard because if I take my makeup off, people will not recognize me. So I have a great Clark Kent and uh, I'm trying to keep that because then I can go places and no one bothers me. <laughs> But I have a lot of folks going, no, 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 you have to show who you are. I was like, okay, eventually I will. It's, it's fine. It's not that it's not that it's scary. It's just there are times where you just want to move around and not worry about it. But if I'm at a convention 
and people know me, they'll start walking up to me and then it's blown. Other people are like, oh, that's you. And that's, that's it. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. I now have, have you ever had like been somewhere outside of like your normal, like the conventions or whatever, and just have somebody just kind of look at you and like, they, they, they're like, I, do I know you? do I know you or something like, you know, cause they, they've seen you on TV or they've seen you on YouTube and their brains trying to put together how they know you. <laughs> you ever have that happen? Yeah, and I, yes. And it's, it's, it's a stare and it takes me a while to figure it out. Cause it's kind of like, they'll stare. I'm like, Hey, and they're like, Oh, okay. I want to talk. They don't necessarily say it, but you can see it clicking in their eyes. And I'll, sometimes I'll people just stare off at me as like, uh, how you doing? Like, do I know you? Like, you might. <laughs> so you kind of mess with them, but it's just because they, they can't, they see this and I don't have black hair, say for instance. So it just, it, it messes with people. And it, I get that every now and again. It, and it, it won't be like, do I know you? It's kind of like, uh, like you see the steam coming out of your head. <laughs> I, I, I had that the first time it's happened to me relatively recently i had a guy staring at me at walmart he's like are, are you on youtube i'm like yeah and i was like he loves cartoons right and i was like one thing yeah i do and he's like ah cool keep it up and he just walked off i'm like all right thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I i it was weird that that because everybody knows me from being the comic book guy or the video game guy in town and stuff like that. So everybody knows me from that, but to have somebody recognize me who doesn't know that I have the comic book store that, you know, sell video games and stuff like that. It's, it's for weird for me. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's cool, but it's, it's, you know, my kids are like, get used to it. Like I, I, no, really. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get that famous guy. So be quiet. Yeah, I know. It's just like get the occasional stare and drool. It's okay. And it's, and most of the time I'll just mess with them because sometimes the, the game is funner than giving the answer. <laughs> it's like, do I, do I? It's like, can I help you? <laughs> oh, man. Um, now I got to go the other way. Have you had any horrible experiences with people through your show or anything like that? Like just out and out like creepy Oh, you know, uh, cheerleader, zombie, you get, you, you know, and I know any female host will say they, they get their random uh, creepers or uh, say the instant messages you'll get, I don't know, questions and photos. <laughs> we won't go down that long, dark path. But yeah, there's some uh, very interesting folks out there. I think the worst thing that ever happened to me when this was way back, I think it was maybe... 2007, 2006, I was uh, helping a friend that had uh, a convention in, in, I think it was Cleveland called Scary Camp. And that was gas, a ghastly goal. Yep. And I was one of the camp counselors. And unfortunately, one of uh, a child saw me leave my hotel room. And it happened to be that there was a whole soccer team staying at the hotel room, these little middle school brats. So he went and told his friends and I started getting calls late at night on my phone because I was there four or five days helping with mantling and dismantling and whatever. And I had to take my phone off the hook, which wasn't good because people had to call and get a hold of me because, you know, that was not everyone had a cell phone <clears throat> or a beep or whatever. Yeah. But um, 
I had that. They would follow me around the hotel. Uh, I had this, this like horde of soccer brats following me around. I, there was at one point they tried to rush the convention and Sid Haig actually scared the crap out of them. So he kind of stopped them because he was there to help out guests go and he was one of the guests. So he was kind of wrangling all these little soccer brats. And it's like not a parent, there's my heat if you can hear it, not a parent was around to stop them. It was, it was you know, looking back on it now, it was hilarious because you had these little 12 year old brats chasing you. But it was so annoying and, and I've never seen Sid. He's a nice guy. He was so mad. <laughs> I couldn't imagine because, and that, see that 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 bothers me to this day. Is just parents just where where's a parent? Where's an adult? Why are there children? Twelve twelve about? year olds or how many it was? I can't even remember. Just chasing me. It was just where are your parents? And you corner them and say things to them like ha 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 ha. They laugh and they're like none of this matters. You could disappear now and there's no witnesses. So just stop. <laughs> You despair, no one would care. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your parents aren't here or something like that. They just laugh like, oh, I'm in trouble. It was a long weekend, but it was fun. It was, it was funny. Funny, haha, now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, Ghastly Ghoul was my first horror host I interviewed. Um, nice. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a cool dude. I, I met him through... Um, uh Andy Cop and through uh they used to do the horrorama and stuff like that and I met him through there. Yep, and, all that. Yep. Uh because <clears throat> Andy was my producer on my old show back when this was public access. So yeah. Um that's another person I another flesh I miss a lot is Andy Cop. Oh yeah, oh jeez. Yeah he was uh he was a hell of a guy and uh he he he's the one I remember uh, I lived in Tip City here in Ohio, and uh, the TV station was like two blocks away from my house. And I w was sitting there one night, and Shock Theater was on, and it said, "If you want to make a TV show, get a hold of." And I walked in, <laughs> and there's this guy with, you know, his feet like propped up on his desk, and and he's got like stacks of movies and stuff all around him. And I'm just like, this might be one of the coolest Smoking dudes. Smoking a cigar. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this might one be the coolest dudes I've ever met in my entire life, and, and then because of him uh, working on Shock Theater, I met Doctor Creep, and then another friend of mine was friends with Doctor Creep, so I kind of got to know him through those two, and it just sort of kept going. That's how I met Henrik. That's how I met um, you know just all these other people because of him, and. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm in technically I'm in his last movie. Um and oh wow. He, and he, Henrik, he, the world's youngest horror host, right? <laughs> oh yeah. H Henrik He's was so was, sweet. Oh, he he uh I, I'm 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 actually one of Henrik's movies, but I'm not in a horror movie. I'm in Bulldog for Christmas. I'm as a background character. <laughs> so I, I get a message, he goes, You want to be in a movie? And I'm like, sure. He goes, be down here at like one. Thursday afternoon, we're going to film. And uh, I was supposed to wear like a dress shirt because I was supposed to be like in an office. And I get all the way down because it's like 40 minutes away from my house. I get all the way down and I realize my shirt is still sitting on my couch at home. And so I'm just this guy <laughs> with a Godzilla t-shirt on. And he's like, just stand in the background. Look, look. And I'm like, all right. 
And then I just, <laughs> then I was fascinated by all the stuff going on. So I just, I spent like another few hours while they were filming other stuff, just kind of helping out. And uh, it was just really cool. And I mean, I, you know, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was experience, you know, and, and I will, you know, I may get again, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a fun guy. I've known him since he was a wee horror when he when he he had he was all jumping around and he's all happy and ah, running around. It's, oh, good grief! That was years ago. <laughs> well, it's like when I met him, I did not realize how young he was when I met him because he was uh, he was the uh, cameraman for Andy on his movie, and mm -hmm. I'm meeting this, and I'm like, oh, okay, and uh, I was like, holy crap, is this kid even out of high school yet? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know if he was at that point. Um, but probably not. <laughs> super, super cool kid. Um, and uh, yeah, matter of fact, he's he's the one that did the um, the Boggy Creek, and then uh, my friend David was the monster in there. So <laughs> we, uh, it's 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 a very uh, uh, our, our whole group is is it seems like we're, we're relatively big because we're, we're all over everywhere but when you start realizing it's like i'm legitimately like one person away from knowing you you know then <laughs> <And> that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's i think that's pretty incredible and and given the you know i guess the the encompassing of horror hosts and stuff like that and my love for the the genre that is horror host i, I i'm like I have a, like I said, huge soft spot in my heart. I, I will probably, I've got my kids to watch them. Uh, I've got guys that come in my shop to watch them. I got guys who had, had kind of fallen out and they're like, Oh, these guys are still around. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Find them here. And I'm like, and I'll pull up a monster channel on my Roku. And I'm like, there, there they are. And then I'll pull up the you know, YouTube or whatever and uh, start bringing up all these like, ah, oh, these guys are in, you know, Kansas, these guys are in Virginia. These guys are in Detroit. These guys are in, Pennsylvania these guys are out in next thing you know they're like man thanks that's a rabbit hole I did <laughs> yep it, we're everywhere we're kind of like a rash <laughs> we're there whether you want us there or not we're annoying and we, we don't quite go away <laughs> uh, uh, okay now, now, now I gotta got get back to a couple questions here um we I've talked to some horror hosts because the, 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 what we talked about earlier, the public access stuff, um, they start trying to like creep into other stuff like your thrillers and your sci-fi stuff. And, uh, now how do you feel about that? Do you, do you do any of that? I do. And again, it goes back to some of the serials that, uh, they used to show back in the thirties, forties, fifties. So the veil is kind of one of those I've been, you know, revisiting and there's a couple of other ones I can't think off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I don't mind if it's sci-fi or drama or a thriller. I do, you don't have to necessarily be a purist in terms of horror hosting, but you'll see people do, you know, what uh, Buck Rogers or I've seen Flash Gordon. Uh, some do Three Stooges, some do cartoons, you know, it's all over the place. So yeah, you could be a horror host that shows cartoons, you could be a horror host that shows uh, serials, it doesn't matter, as long as you love what you love and, you know, do something special on Halloween, it's all good. Now, uh, I've talked to some other hosts, now have you ever done a live Halloween episode? Oh, I did back in the day when I was with the Monster Madhouse gang. 
not recently. Um, I think the way I'm set up now, I could probably pull off one with my AI camera. So we'll see if that happens in the future, but I have a, a neat idea for my Halloween special, which I don't wanna let out of wraps just yet. It's, I wouldn't say no. And I know a lot of folks go on Twitch. I know Mr. Lobo goes on Twitch and does a lot of live shows, which is fantastic. I may start, I think it's one of those things where you have to do it just to see if you can and go from there. So maybe I'll experiment with once and see how it goes. But then you don't wanna sit there and say, I wanna do it and then not keep doing it because people expect. So I don't know right now with my current work schedule, if I could do something once a week or once a month that's live. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tried to do one live show back in the public access days and I've tried to do one live show with this stuff and uh, did not work out either time, <laughs> for me at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess if I'd had some uh, a crew maybe or you know like you got an AI camera that's would kick butt. Now I'm like you I just do this all by myself. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a night owl so literally I'll film stuff during the day. Um, and then literally I'm up at like one o'clock in the morning, sitting on my computer, editing and, uh, doing all that fun stuff or, or doing interviews because I got some people out in California that I've done interviews for. And they're like, Oh, can we film about eight, nine o'clock? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's yep. late for well, me. Channel 10, when we were public access, when we were public access in Virginia, we had a crew, we would go down to the studio mm -hmm. and it was almost every Friday was a live event. And it was great. You get your makeup on, you'd buy some pizza or whatever, have a little mini party. Count Gora might stop by or Dr. Sarcophagi, and we'd have guests that would come over. And every Friday was live. So it was usually a, you know, I want I don't want to say a train wreck, it was very busy because there was a lot of us on set. <laughs> but it was it was a neat way to do live. So I'm not afraid of live. I've I've done it so many times. I've been, I've done shows before, I've done specials that have been in front of audiences. So it's nothing that terrifies me now are, are are your older episodes available currently or you just have like uh i know some of them have a rotating you know like they'll rotate one out and they'll bring another one in they'll rotate one out so they're there you never can see like all of them all at once i do keep them a bit there's some on youtube i have to start getting them on video i used to do that back in the day so i have to get back in that habit again but I'll rotate on Monster Channel where you'll usually see me. So sometimes I'll put up a vintage one. Sometimes I'll put up and like I just did a new one, but then they'll rotate something from 10 years ago. So I try to rotate the older ones. And I have other shows that I never really uploaded anywhere that were live specials. I have a Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things and Night of the Living Dead. Both were shot live and I've really not uploaded either one of them. So you know, those are coming down the pike, which probably within the next month or two, I'll release one and just put it out there and say, this was recorded live back when we were in Channel 10 of Virginia. So yeah, I, there's specials coming up. Okay, cool. Um, do you have any, any advice for, for, for the people out there that want to become a horror host? And there's a ton of them because th there's always a new one every day. And I, I actually do talk to folks that will IM me and say, well, how do you do this? Find something you love, okay? Find your passion. And now you can say, well, we could show horror movies, but it could be review horror movies. It could be watching them. You could do an MSK 3000 style. You could do whatever you want. Find your passion and your love and try it out. And if you don't like it, try it again. Because I've gone through my school of horror and I've, I've switched back and forth. You can do that too. You can you know, look to your idols, look to Universal Monsters, 
get in front of a mirror and play with clothes and costumes and makeup. Find your inner monster, see who it is, try it out, try out front of the, you know, just stand there in front of the mirror and do it. Because when I first started to develop this, it was in front of a mirror because I had, because you want to do a voice, but then what's that voice look like coming from your mouth? So you watch yourself, you're I know, I know, oh, that works, okay. So you experiment with it. And then you can record something and send it out to other horror hosts and say, what do you think? Or just jump right out there, but don't be afraid. It's a passion. Find what you love and run with it. Now, um, I forgot to ask you, any of your zombie children uh, deciding to get into the zombie business there? No, sadly not. I have Zombet, Zomboy, and Charlie the Zombie. So unfortunately, Charlie the Zombie is, you know, he's, he's kind of a chef, so he cooks. That's kind of funny. Um, Zombet wants to be a, what is it, a, a, a electrical engineer, and Zomboy is a computer engineer. So they want all these weird fleshy ways. So unfortunately, you know, Mama Zombie's all alone now. <laughs> I have the cats. Uh, I'll have the cats on my show. That's about it. <laughs> As you can see, mine's very well. The wife's cat's back there. Um, yeah. I, the, the, my 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 middle son is the one I would love to have on my show to because me and him would have great conversations. We'd be able to do all this stuff, and he's the one that has no desire to ever step in front of a camera. Uh, my, <laughs> my my son, my son Brandon, he 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 loves it. He's he's been on some of my earlier shows, and we're going to get back to him having him on here occasionally. Um, he loves it. Uh, then my youngest is, I, I have three adult children and one 11 year old and the 11 year old, just no desire to, he, he's in his own little area. He does his own little thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Um, da, 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 da. I think that might be all in the questions. Um, now, like I said, you've been around for a while closing in are you going to do any specials because what it sounds like is closing in on on uh sally the zombie cheerleaders 20 years it is it's getting close so i have to look i'm i'm using 2005 as my official because i think that's when my first show started was 2005 so you know it's what 2022 now i I don't know after covid i can't keep track of years now but yes i will probably talk to other horror hosts and see if we want to some kind of collaboration and say, yeah, look how old Sally is. <laughs> Do some sort of, of uh, horror host roast. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun indeed. But it'll probably involve the Monster Channel and everyone there. And I could think of tons of horror hosts that'll love to take a poke at Sally. So hey. <laughs> uh, um. I, I this has been so much fun. I, I really appreciate you coming on here. Um, is there any upcoming events you'd like to tell us about any, uh, you know, upcoming events, you know, episodes you got coming or anything like that? I do have, I threaten people with my killer driller or driller killer. I, I don't know why I keep forgetting how to pronounce that stupid title. It's the killer the driller killer, blah, blah, blah. That's coming out within the next week. I do have a St. Patrick's special that's going to be coming up. And I have an Easter special that's coming up if I can finish writing the script because <laughs> that'll be taping next. And of course, all of that will be on the Monster Channel, which either you can find on the monsterchannel.com or on Roku and again, YouTube. And I'm going to see if I could do a kind of a live stream 
for Instagram, maybe Twitter. I'm still working on something with that uses what called Restream or something like that. So we'll see if Sally can get her off her butt and do live. We'll see. She's gonna play with it. She's working on it. <laughs> if, if, if zombie, if if uh, Sally's near my age, uh, I get confused by some of the new stuff. <laughs> What changes drastically? It's ridiculous. Like I had to buy another new computer. It's ridiculous. Yeah, my my computer's not even that old, and it's like already way outdated. And I'm like, maybe I should buy a new one so I can edit better and stuff like this. And my wife's like, no, we'll just maybe we'll just clean everything off and then reboot everything, and maybe get another year or so out of it. I'm like, okay, maybe we'll do. I tried that and that's when it died. It was nice and clean and it's just, it was, it was a 2015. It was just out of date. I, I had to, it was a mercy kill. I mean, I actually keep it for my photography because I love, I love taking photos. So it's great to store and edit photos, but to say, use the software that I use now to edit shows, it was just, it had a stroke every five seconds. It wasn't happening. So this is my nice computer now. <laughs> oh, I, I had a, another question. I just remembered. Um, I've talked to other horror hosts. Have you ever done an episode and then, you know, they're like, nope, that movie, you can't use that movie after you've already filmed everything and done everything? Uh, Yes, this was a while ago. I swear I found one of the um, Rankin-Bass Christmas movies on um, one of the archive internet sites and I said, oh yeah, this is public domain. And just, just not. <laughs> so I did this great uh, Christmas special with uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I said, so it was, it, was, it was on the .org and it said it was public domain. Like, no, it's not really. This, this was probably over 10 years ago. So <laughs> um, like, huh? <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, I was told, uh, make it. And uh, was it better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission when it comes to making episodes? Because sometimes they just don't care because they're old. They're just like, like I do my Saturday morning show. I do cartoons and uh, legitimately twice. I've done 44 episodes and twice they were like, yeah, you're not using that cartoon. Nope, nope, nope. And they'll just like, no, that one's demonetized. You can't make no money off of it. I'm like, I didn't make no money on it anyway. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I get tags all the time because I'll, I'll do little cuts and shorts in there. And it's always something like, you can't monetize this one. I'm like, what? But it's getting to the point where it could be, and I've noticed my last special, it could be three seconds, three seconds, and you can't monetize. And so if you try to edit it out, it messes up and I've actually tried to edit shows and I actually have to re-upload stuff because I've screwed it up where you, okay, I'll just chop out the two minutes and your whole show is silent. It's like, what happened here? So I, I just, to the point where if they ding, if they ding me, but they don't block it, I'm like, whatever, it stays up. I'm not going to try to edit it out again. I, I, uh, I put commercials, like the old school commercials from the eighties and stuff in back into my, in my shows. And I got dinged on a Play-Doh commercial. <laughs> the music in a Play-Doh commercial was copyrighted. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, I looked at it and it's literally like 28 seconds. And I'm sitting there, my brain's like, you could trim that in like no time flat. And then you have the YouTube thing that says, do you want to remove this? And I'm like, eh, it's already up. Let's just remove it. And I removed it and it took mm-hmm. like 12 hours or something like that to take that out and to re-upload it. I'm like, 
oh don't do that again <laughs> it's painful and then you'll take a small section out and say well oh well you can't monetize it because you got this minute in here i'm like but you just said it was this section so they say another section i i've learned it's like no i'm not messing with it whatever you don't like it and it's always the music in 1962 there's a chord in there and we don't want you to have it like well, it's a public domain movie. It's actually in the National Congress. This is an actual public domain movie. And that's, then, then you need to fix that. I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I, I got dinged on an episode. Like I said, I just did 44 yesterday. And I got a message and it was like, episode 12 has been demonetized. I'm like, what? That's like, 30 weeks ago what the hell and it was um a uh, uh, a jingle in a commercial that somebody yeah i was like all right whatever that's demonetized i don't care i'm not editing a, an episode from a year and almost a half a year ago so <laughs> well that was my legend of boggy creek they 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 demonetized it i think they actually blocked it too and I did that, it was probably over 10 years ago. And I actually liked that it was a good Groundhog's Day special. I really liked that one. And they just messed with it. <laughs> like, but it's been up. Do you not, I don't know, prorate it or something? Grandfather it in? I mean, come on. You, you would think, but I mean, and the worst part about it is I bet you I can go to YouTube right now and go find Legend of Boggy Creek for free somewhere. It's, it's probably on there. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It, it was somebody bought the rights recently and they repackaged it. That's what's happened. So I actually looked into it. Somebody re about two or three or I don't know how many years ago bought the rights to it, and they're they, they're selling it on Blu-ray and they're yeah la la. This is brand new and you know apparently they think people are going to pay money for it. And I'm sitting here going, it's been free for years. <laughs> I hope you didn't spend a lot of money on it, buddy, because I don't know if you're going to make too much. Hey, they released the Criterion Blu-ray 4K version of Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> and that's been free for... Well, if you got my... that money to buy the rights, yeah. Yeah, that's been free my entire life. I don't... <laughs> yep. That was a loophole back in the day. And of yeah, course, everybody shows Night of the Living Dead. Yep, because it was Night of, the, was Night of the Flesh Eaters, I believe, was the original title that the copyright was under. And uh, Night of the Living yeah. Dead was the... Uh, was what it was on the film yeah there, there's all kinds of loopholes and stuff oh my god um yeah now um I, I don't do you have a favorite episode you've aired like maybe not the movie but the episode oh. you've done oh probably let me think it was one wasn't children shouldn't play with dead things it was another one that i did that was live I'm trying to think. My Night of the Living Dead Alive was really, really fun. I'm trying to think there was another, there was an Ed Wood movie that I did that was um, Plan 9 from Outer Space was another live one I did back in the day. That's another one I have to re-release that's never been uploaded. That was a hoop because we had, we had taken, a, a, was it a fishing rod? And we took two pie plates. <laughs> It was basically swinging it around and Zombet, I think Zombet and Zomboy were both on set at the time too. So the whole gang was there and it just had this metal pie pin flicking around at one point. Someone hits it, it goes, tink! <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's coming soon. 
And I don't think anyone's really ha has seen that show except when it was live. And that went coast to coast. That was really fun. Now, now could you, would you go back and redo an episode that you've already done? Like a movie that you've already done? Like maybe uh, you've done it like back in the like late 2000s and you'd be like, nah, I want to do it now in the, in the 2020s. Yeah, there's a couple of them where the way I scripted, I think I, I wouldn't write it the same way. Um, mainly that uh, just different, I don't know, different standards or different ways of saying things nowadays. Because, you know, since I've been doing some horror hosting and hosting, it's not, not as though that you're off the, the cuff with saying horrible things. It's just that the way you see things now versus the way you saw things 15 years ago, you wouldn't necessarily shape it that way. No. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's just you look back at old stuff and go, yeah, I didn't write that very well. Blah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I've watched your show. I, I gotta go find all of them eventually. Um, I sit there and like just set up the shop and watch horror hosts and stuff. And it, it's fun. Um, I guess I do, I do appreciate your time. Um, I, I do appreciate what you do. I, love horror hosts as the genre i i i hope it never goes away um and i i love the fact that youtube and all these streaming channels has made it popular again um yes and and uh i i hope you just keep going at it and uh i have a i mean like i said i saw all your shows and i have a bigger like i mean i had respect for you before but knowing that you do everything by yourself uh I have so much respect for you doing that. That is, uh, I, I do what I do now and I couldn't imagine doing a full show with a script and all that stuff like that because it's, that's a lot. And the fact that you're able to do that and get them knocked out, that, that's amazing. Script. Yeah, script and write light and motivation and, you know, hey, you get on set, take one, take two, take three, hiccup. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a labor of love. How's that? Oh yeah, that's the one thing I hate. Like, I'll, I'll be editing, I'll be recording my show, and I got a static camera. Um, you know, I almost always have my my drink because I get dry throat or whatever. And you'll be sitting there like doing this great monologue. You get this whole thing out. You get all this information out, like about something. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> and then you gotta go back and edit out your sneeze. Yeah, and then you got to figure out where you were when you started going. <laughs> <laughs> That's why cutaways are your friend. <laughs> I figured I'll just rotate it. <laughs> oh, or there's a I'll do lots of breaks because if you try to just monologue it, first off, it gets boring. So I'll try to just do a break. And doing breaks every so often, I think just it keeps the viewer more engaged. Like they're especially if your cam if your camera is steady and it's not moving. So you're, you know, you tend to get a little bored. So if you're breaking away or cutting to a clip, it's just it just clicks on the mind of the viewer and it's more engaging. So well, you know, you try stuff like that and it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate because like I said, I just do this and any the information you've given will go into my, you know file folder in my head to be used for a later date <laughs> um but yeah I, I like i said i i appreciate it i have just a mountain mountain of respect for you being able to do this on your own um that you've been able to keep your character going for like i said you know 
closing in for, for 20 years. Uh, you've been able to change markets. You've, uh, you know, been able to change your, your, and that's amazing. And like I said, I just, nothing but respect for you. I am, that is amazing. So. Oh, thank you. And it's a two thumbs up. <laughs> You too can be a horror host. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, after a while you do it and updating software and doing all this, it's it's not that bad. It, yes, it's it's cumbersome, it's time consuming, and there are times you're up two, three o'clock in the morning and I've got to go to work the next day. <laughs> like I'm tired, but I have to get this done. It's a lot of days like that. But you know, in the end and, and you get feedback and there's so many folks, and it's not just say in, in Pennsylvania or in this country. But across the world, I'll get fans. I mean, I've had them as far as I've, I've, I've got a lot of fans in Australia. I've got a lot of fans in Canada. I've got a lot of fans in Europe. I've got a lot of fans in Mexico. I, and it's shocking to hear from people. And, and I absolutely love it. So, you know, as, as long as they're still there watching and, and saying, hey, that was great. I'll keep going. That's, that's great. Um, I, I, I know it's bad. I, I just remembered a question. Um, you you have a, a, a your regular job. Um, do your do your uh, people that work at your regular job just like, what are you doing? You're a, you're a what now? Yeah. Believe it or not, I'll 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 stay pretty much Clark Kent, especially what I do for a living. So it's very pharmaceutical. So I tend to keep you know my day job and my night job separate, only because I'm afraid that if the the company finds out, they're like what do you do? <laughs> so, you know, maybe one day, um, I, some, you know, people find out eventually, I don't care. I have enough of a fan base. It's okay. I mean, I have schoolmates I've known forever that know what I do. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time and I do, I do greatly appreciate you coming on here. Um, it's, I, I've had a fun, I hope you have, um, it's fantastic the 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 horror host genre i hope it keeps going and i hope you keep just crushing it like you have been and i just want to say thank you i mean you know it's it's uh you know and it's like i said especially find out you do this all by yourself for the most part it's that's i i've talked to other people i don't know how you find the time (laughs) Yep. It's terrifying. But uh, thank you to the people like you and say folks that run the monster channel, say Halloween Jack and the bone jangler and all those folks that run these programs and, and can keep up with spreading the word and keeping us alive. And, and the, you know, Hey, there's horror hosts. There's other horror hosts out there. Horror hosts are still doing it. Folks like count Gore are still running and making shows we're still out there. Um, Count Gore is 100% online. You know, he does very well. So uh, and there's a lot of horror hosts that are 100% online. There's some, there are some horror hosts that are public access locally. There's some that are national. There's some obviously like, you know, the Elviras of the world, they're 100% national. So, you know, we're out there. We're not going anywhere, hopefully. And we always welcome more in the families. So if you're sitting there thinking, if you're aspiring to be a horror host and you're thinking about it, Go ahead, try it. We'll welcome you. We'll make fun of you. You make fun of us. It's all good. We'll collaborate. It's fun. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, this will pro- episode will probably go up not Monday, but the next Monday after that. 
Uh, I'll send you all the links and stuff to it. And because uh, I, I, I do a, a video version and a, a, a audio version because I have some fans that are I literally keep my pod, my Podbean account open for like 20 people because I got truck oh, wow. drivers who listen to me on online. I'm like, all right, here you go. I'll keep it going. <laughs> all right. Well, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, I hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, maybe I'll see you at a con coming up or something like that, or, you know, mm -hmm. never know. Cause like I said, we've realized that we're just like one person away from knowing <laughs> we all know the same people. Exactly. So, <laughs> it's like uh, Kevin Bacon. It's like the five was the five levels of Kevin Bacon, the five levels of horror hosting. There you go. All right. <laughs> the well, five degrees, whatever. Five degrees. Yeah. Five degrees of Kevin Bacon. So, all right. Yes. Thank you very much. And you have a good night and thank you for hanging with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Right. Well, thanks Sally, the zombie cheerleader for coming on today. Uh, I had a blast, uh, super cool horror host. Um, I'm, I'm amazed watching, knowing that she does this all by herself uh, as someone who does do this almost all by themselves. That is hard and awesome. Um, I will post Sally's information at the end of this episode. So as always, I, thank you for watching the Group Therapy TV podcast. You is always sponsored by Are You Game, located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. Uh, watch me every Friday and Saturday. Watch me on Sci Fridays at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and Saturday morning serials at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until then, I will see you guys all later. You guys have a good day and 